this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hello there, we're back here at coffee number five. And today I have the honor and the privilege to have a good friend, Emily Merrill, and she is a fantastic networker and an inspiration. Welcome. And I want you yourself to tell tell me about yourself and how did you get here? Yes. Well, I'm so excited. Despite all of our scheduling challenges, we're actually able to meet face-to-face. Thank goodness for Zoom, right? Yeah. Um, I am a networker. I'm a professional connector, which I think if my parents had said that this is my job when I was five, they would have been shaking their head in agreement. Um, ever since a little, I was a little kid, I loved hearing people's stories. So I was able to take my love of questions and turn it into my own made-up business and my own made-up career title. So I am the founder of a and chief networking officer of a female-focused networking organization called Six Degrees Society. In addition to that, I found a love in coaching and business coaching and helping solopreneurs grow their businesses through events, partnerships, and community. Wow, that's so impressive. And I'm fascinated. I'm really fascinated with the topic. Here we are always talking about how make other people tick, how to read people, how we can uh, create connections and understand how other people see us. How can we market ourselves and our businesses? But there is always that first encounter. The first time you see someone, the first time you approach someone, sometimes we don't know how to do it. And networking opportunities, I feel like it's very new world, but at the same time is a unique opportunity to meet people. So tell me, how did you start with the networking and why you did it? And how do you see people taking it? Yes, I think first and foremost, networking is a dirty word. A lot of people, when you think of networking, they feel something in their body changed. They feel maybe a tightness of their, in their chest or a shortness of breath, and they feel a dread within their stomach. Other people like you and me, I think, I get very excited about networking because <laughs> we know I love to we meet love people. it. Yeah, and I think we also see networking for what it is, which is relationship building and connecting with individuals um, through a give and take experience. So, networking first and foremost doesn't have to be something that's transactional. So, when I started my organization, I was noticing that all these networking events that I was going to were feeling really transactional. You'd be walking into these rooms wearing a name tag that represented the company you worked for. And I know you worked for such phenomenal companies. I'm sure this was a problem you faced as well, but I would work for a fashion, at the time I worked for a fashion company, and people would come up to me and ask if we needed IT solutions or did, did, they get, did I get a discount that I could hook them up with? And would always try to be kind of taking more than giving. And I found it really challenging to meet like-minded individuals, especially since it felt like people were shopping the room for their businesses and they were representing their businesses. Or if I was in a like-minded room, it was the same type of person over and over again. And I thought, what a shame because my girlfriends are so smart and they're so equipped in whatever they're doing. 
but we're not taking the time to learn from each other. What if we were in a room full of people that were there to help each other out? where I could teach you about networking and you could teach me about podcasting, but it doesn't have to be something that brings you monetization to your business, but you could show up as something besides the job that you did at the company that you worked for. We are so much more than where we work. And I wanted to create a space where people could be a pain point that they were going through in their business or at their company. Um, they, could be their side hustle. They could be um, in between jobs and not feel embarrassed about it and really just be themselves, not, not someone who they think they had to be. So that was the problem I wanted to solve. And this is great because when I meet someone, it's, to me, it's all about the story. I think for you, it's exactly the same. And yeah. I, I listen to that person and my friends and even my husband get to really surprise when a year after we need something say, oh hold on I met that person a year ago and it's about all that make that impression and the connection so I know that some people they don't have the kind of memory that I do but and I know you do it too you have that kind of memory that people say how do you remember that which uh, I love memorizing the little details of someone and then remembering their birthday or like the first car they drove and they mentioned it in a story. And I think people trust you that much more when, when it feels like you've paid attention to them. It's a, the, those little things, even to remember someone's name, to pay attention, 100%. to remember someone's name. And I found that people forget about paying attention to those little detail, details. They just go to networking to see what they can get. Mm -hmm. I, of, yeah. I was going to say in, in, in that regard, I'm both, we all meet so many people and it can be hard to keep the story straight of who that person was that belonged to that story. So a lot of times I'll ask for contextual details. So if I see someone on the street and they're like, Emily, it's so good to see you. I'll always ask, remind me the last time I saw you. And they'll say, Oh, we were in, um, we were at this restaurant for the blank, blank, blank event. That's such a great idea. That's a and, wonderful tip. And you're brought back to that moment in that room, in that event. And you can, I swear to God, I feel like I'm transported there and I can paint the picture of who that person was, what we were, what she was wearing and what we were talking about. Oh, I love that because I always remember what people are wearing. Like mm -hmm. I can't even say, oh, I wore that in this other event and this person and person, person was there and like nobody will remember that, only me and I'm crazy for remembering those things, but it's what it makes it special for me. Yeah, I definitely think if you can hold on to a small detail, um, it will definitely bring you back to an experience. And so if it's some, what someone's wearing or the earrings or a lipstick, um, I think that's also a piece of advice I have for people who are networking when they want to stand out from a crowd and they want to be memorable and they want to be someone that you won't forget. I love wearing a red lip to a networking event. I always have a bright, bright red lipstick on or a pair of fringe earrings, but it's something that's super easy to, to convert, conversate, to begin a conversation on. And it's something that draws people in, especially if you're networking with other women, they're really likely to come up to you and ask you, where did you get that lipstick from? Or That's so funny. You know, I have my favorite red lipstick 
and that I went to events too, but I stopped someone and I asked her, can I know the name of the, your lipstick? Because I love it. And See? I remember that woman. I remember where I met her. I remember the name of the lipstick. And here you are. And yeah. And even what she was wearing. That so, so women out there, or men too, if you want to really stand out, but women, uh, definitely wear a red lipstick or a bright colored lipstick. I think that's one of the easiest ways to, to make networking easier for you. Let, let's go back to networking because uh, I remember when I came to this country, I didn't speak one word of English and I had not only to get work, I also had to learn a language. It was a lot of work back then. So I was going to these events and I didn't know okay, where do you start? How do you approach someone without feeling like you want to get a job or something? So what tips will you give people of how to start a a conversation? Well, I think for you, even having an accent and not speaking English, you have a built-in conversation starter where people are probably instinctually curious about you. Where are you from? When did you come here? I'm sure you are fielding questions left and right more than you're asking questions for people once you step, uh, get started. Is that true? Or, or do uh, not, you find- not, not all the time. I oh, get it. Okay. I mean, me, I mean, I think I, I understand what, where you're coming from because that's the first thing I do. I want to find out where the actor's accent is, when did I come here? I want to know everything. But in many other regards, people want to be there and see what they can get from you. Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely think you could play up your accent more if you have to then. (laughs) But I I think that is one of the biggest challenges. A lot of people go to networking events with a specific goal or challenge or pain point that they want to solve in mind. So for you, as the older version of you, where you were at these events trying to find a job, I would come to it as a place of not having that expectation, but knowing that you're going to be nurturing relationships. So rather than walking out, knowing you're going to have a job in hand or an offer interview, it's getting to know these people. And sometimes it's a long game to get to know these people. It doesn't happen immediately. So um, I always tell people to approach networking more from give than take. I mentioned that earlier. And what I mean by that is try to help them solve a problem or find a solution to a problem rather than make you the problem that they're trying to solve, uh, find a solution for. That, that, that's a great, great, great concept. And something else, like, I have a question for you. Business yeah. cards. Like, I, like, I business love, cards? Is that what you said? Yeah, I love my business cards. I mm-hmm. feel like it's so cool to have your business card to give it to someone. Yeah. And, but I, lately, I realized people are not using business cards. So it's funny because I feel like there's a few few things I want to talk about here with business cards. First and foremost, people are really, um, they'll be really paralyzed when they don't have their business cards. I've seen men and women pat themselves down and go, oh no, I don't have my business cards, yet they have their phone in their hand. And so I'm, as much as I adore LinkedIn, I think that there's a more efficient way to connect with someone and conversation. So usually what I do is I pull out my phone and I open a new email and I write something eye-catching that we talked about. So maybe we were talking about Broadway or, um, and I was giving you recommendations of Broadway shows to go to. Uh, it could say like, let's 
keep chatting Broadway. And then it'd be emailed to you. And that's it. I don't even put a body, anything in the body. It's just something in the title. And the ball is in their court. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's like um, if people tell, tell you, oh, find me on LinkedIn. Is that really, if you want to connect, give me a phone number. Give me a real way to connect with you. Exactly. And you have to, at times, initiate that or make that suggestion. Um, I also find that I don't use business cards anymore because I was I was taking so many business cards and I would find them in my pockets of different sweaters and jackets and forget to follow it up with someone. So as a rule of thumb, I don't really cop I don't I don't carry business cards with me anymore. So instead I give people pop sockets. Oh, that, that's so great. That I branded with my company's name which a pop socket, for those who don't know, it essentially is like a, an adhesive that goes on the back of your, your phone and it pops out so you don't drop your ridiculously large phone on your face in bed or while you're yeah, walking. Uh, uh-huh. And it's a conversation starter. So what I love is it's a networking tool. So when people, when I have my phone held in my hand like this, people will come up to me, especially when they first came out, like, what is that thing? And so I'm able to start a conversation with this tool. That, that's great. That's great. I mean, I was about to tell you I'm all about branding and that's why I love the cards because it tells a lot about who you are as a look, as a brand. I mean, but you accomplish it in another way and it's perfect. And I agree with you about the cards in your pocket. I try to be a good girl and put it in, in my calendar or put it yeah. uh, or take a picture. Right, yeah, or do something right. But I still love the fact, and you accomplishing the same thing by giving sure. the cover. It's about giving something that tells something about yourself. For sure. One of the, my favorite cards or um, kind of version of a card was one of my, my guy friends is a mixologist. And Ooh. he makes cocktails. So when he goes to networking events, he gets mini, mini uh, glass flasks and he fills them with Negronis and it has his calling information on it. That's so, so cute. It's so memorable. It, yeah. I have something to look forward to drinking when I get home and it's definitely unique and it stands out. So I love that. Um, I also just ordered, actually this is for my wedding, um, but you know, congratulations. Like, by thank you. Thank you so much. But I wanted, I've, you know, I've had so many random gifts given to me at weddings. And I thought like, what's something that people could use beyond the wedding? And as you know, straws are a big thing right now. Like straws are turning to paper straws and sustainability. So I found on Alibaba, which is my favorite site in the whole world. It's like Amazon, but mass production. And I found these little straws that fit in a keychain and you can, they're metal and they break down and it comes with a straw cleaner too. And it's a branded little case that says our wedding hashtag on it, but it's something that people will and hopefully uh, can use beyond our wedding. That's great. That's great. So it's about being, making a contact, make Mm -hmm. it memorable. And let's go back now to the follow-up. Okay, so the follow-up. I think a lot of people get stuck on the follow-up. They don't. They feel like they're inconveniencing someone or they don't know what to do. In terms of follow-up, I think with follow-up, what's missed is that people don't do it in the moment. So I go to every networking event with an event in my back pocket. So that means I, 
I plan events and I'm really fortunate. So I have an event a week. So if I meet you at another event, I'll invite you as my guest to join my event. So that way I'm making you feel like a VIP. I have a plan on the calendar for you and I, we have the next time we're going to be connected. If you don't have an event in your pocket, like one that you create, I love workout classes too. And so I typically invite people to join me for a workout class and have that date on my calendar. Hey, I work out every Thursday at Zumba or at SoulCycle. You've never tried it before. You have to come with me and create something, an invite that's easy for them to say yes to. That's, that's great. That's great. But what happens when people, you want to approach someone and mm -hmm. is you feel like there is an opportunity there for both of you and you really believe in it and that person is not responding. And you know that people get really busy and sometimes mm -hmm. they're not like even seeing the other side of the opportunity and you want to get across. How do you do that? How do you suggest to do that without sounding like needy? Like a, yeah, I'm like a stalker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so I'd like to, if you met in person and maybe that person dismissed you, or if you met, if you're talking via like a LinkedIn connection you want to connect with, find that third person to sing your praises. So maybe there's a mutual connection that you all have and you, you for want to work with a particular client and you're like, Emily, I see that she's your best friend. When I look at on Facebook or on LinkedIn, I see you all are connected. Can you put in a good word, word for me? So I can play the, the role of the connector and say something like, I don't know if you two have had the chance to connect yet, but I was thinking about who should, who y'all should meet and thought of you. And then it's a, a good way to bump up the awareness back into their inbox. And you can say something like, wow, what a small world. I had no idea. We all know each other. Um, but that's where you, you bring in a third party and ask for a favor. We do a lot of things very, very similar. We have so many things in common that we need right. to keep talking about this. Um, okay. And now why you have created, you told us a little more about uh, your networking events that mm -hmm. they happen in New York. Let's give it a shout out and yeah. Francisco for now. And we want to, I want to know why you decided that it would be only women. Why you feel like. It yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's funny when I started my events, it was a side hustle. I never, ever expected it to be my full-time business. And I was working with primarily women and I noticed that women really struggled with selling themselves. Like I would go to an event with you, Laura, and I would brag about you and brag about you, but no one would brag, no one would brag about themselves. And so we needed to create a platform and a safe space where people could really be vulnerable. And so um, primarily started with women because that's where I saw the pain points. And this is before the wing. This is before all the women organizations that there are now. This was a problem that I saw happening. Yeah, well, and you got a solution. Okay, I, I know they're super busy. You're planning a wedding too, but I have one last question. Yes. And, and I'm going to also make you promise to come back. Yes. And my question is about the first impression, women's mm -hmm. and the looks. I mean, I don't want to be vain. I'm not that kind of person, but I know how much a first impression can make it or break it. 
Mm-hmm. So what's your recommendation for someone? We talk about the lipstick, that that's a must <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. But what about the rest? Look, something that maybe is not the most fashionable thing to wear, but it's something that fits you and makes you empower. I believe in empowerment and that the clothes and the makeup does that for you. I completely agree. Well, um, first, I, there's a story that I want to tell. One of my girlfriends came to an event that we did in Miami. So we're in 10 markets across the country. And as I told you earlier, we're really focusing our, our priorities on New York and San Francisco right now. But this particular story happened in Miami, which, as you know, Miami women are stunning. They are gorgeous. They're very, very well kept. Um, like I, I say, I have this expression that you produce yourself. Yeah, they produce themselves very well down yes. there. And one of my girlfriends was pregnant and um, a teacher at the time. And she, I'm at all of our events, what we do is we handpick who you meet while networking. So you get everyone's bios, pictures, job titles, companies, and emails sent to you in advance. And then I pre-match you with two people for 15 minutes each. And then we have an hour of programming that can be personal, professional, lifestyle development focused. Anyways, so this, my friend is I matched her with another friend of mine who is stunning. They're both stunning, but this particular individual is stunning. She worked in fashion. And my friend came to me and she goes, you have to rematch me. I'm not good enough to talk to her. We're going to have nothing in common to talk about. She works in fashion. Here I am pregnant. She's married, pregnant, married, and I'm a teacher. Like She's not going to be interested in little old me. At the end of the night, I sat down with her and I was like, so tell me what you thought. How are your matches? And she's like, the girl that I was most nervous to meet was my favorite person I met all night. We had so much in common. We had so much to connect on. And I'm really disappointed that I was so hard on myself earlier. And so the lesson I got there was it is women can be really intimidated by other women. And no matter, I know your question's more on how to show up and how to produce yourself, but I think it's also to really recognize that every networking event, when you're feeling awkward, someone else is feeling equally as awkward, no matter how produced or how put together they're feeling. So be yourself and also make the first move with someone because you don't know whose night you're making by creating that first connection and that yeah. first introduction. And at the end, it's all about how it makes you feel. And how it makes you feel. Yeah, and if you need that lipstick to make you feel great, go Mm -hmm. on and have it forever. Yeah, wear the lipstick. Yeah. I I feel like I've, after I left fashion, I kind of put together a signature look. It's not what you're seeing right now via Zoom. (laughs) Um, This is my workout class look. Um, But my signature look is like a homeless chic, I call it. I wear, I wear sneakers, I wear jeans, I wear a leather blazer or a leather jacket and like a red lipstick. And it's this mixture of high, low, but I'm very confident when I wear that outfit. And so if networking intimidates you specifically, I would wear that outfit that you feel like a million bucks in. And you feel really, really sure that your belly feels is doing the right thing. Your your body is doing the right thing. So that's my biggest recommendation is be yourself. That's wonderful. And I, by the way, I feel the same way with Black. Juliet, our producer for the podcast the other day, make the funniest joke ever. Like if I ever were white. And no, it's not happening. That's, I, will make, I will feel so uncomfortable 
that is not worth it. Wear what makes you feel comfortable. If black is your color, even in the middle of summer, do it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was wonderful to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for the opportunity and to thank you for letting me share my story. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.